It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Open at them. Rise and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on, the coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. What's up, my nerds? Nerds! I work with a bunch of nerds. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. and shine nerds welcome to the back row morning show a part of the love thy nerd podcast network and the official exclusive morning show for lt and radio i'm radio matt i'm the station manager for lt and radio i'm a third generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd also later on in high school i was in an acoustic band with bubba stalkup called matthew and bubba and I'm Mo, the shorter yet louder, and some might even say smarter counterpart of the back row. <laughs> I'm a wife, mom, and super fan of all things friends. And shopping for a pillow is the worst thing in the world. <laughs> I'm just that, saying. How's that something about you? <laughs> because I have to buy a new pillow. Also, you, you added a little extra sass and you're some might say smarter this time and i'm, I'm slightly because you live in the past all your facts are about high school every literally every fact about you is in the past so shut up take that Whatever. <laughs> can't have a future fact so here my mm, i think my fact might kind of be the future Ooh. i mean because i haven't bought a new pillow yet. That's true. I'm just, but you might not. That's the point. I have to. <laughs> I, my pillows are giving me headaches. I wake up every morning. Wait, your pillow is giving you a headache? Yeah, because it's not. I don't know if it's. This is why it sucks to buy a pillow. I don't know if it's too soft or too firm. I'm not sure. I don't know if it's too flat or too fluffy. And like you, there is no return for a pillow. You right. can't like get a trial right. offer on the pillow. Yeah. So I'm going to be left with a thousand pillows <laughs> that I can't One use for every scenario until I see. actually find the right pillow. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That sounds terrible. Yeah. So I accept it. Thank you. <laughs> Today on the show, we interview Michael Mordenga, creator of Sunday School Answers and a ton of other stuff you may not know about. We've also got a game, Tales of Florida Man, Five Random Facts, Things We Love, and more. But first, today is Wednesday, April 7th, 2021, and we got some holidays to celebrate. That's right. It's National Walking Day. Mm, no so get up and walk. No, thank you. And it's National No Housework Day. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. Every day is no housework day in my house. Let's see. That gives me anxiety. <laughs> but if I don't do it today, mm-hmm. I'll have to do twice as much tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> and I can't go to sleep if there are things that are not put in their place. Really? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's anxious. But you got to take one day off. You got to take one day off. Give yourself a day. Don't tell me what I have to do. <laughs> All all that laundry is tomorrow Mo's problem. See, it's never going to be tomorrow. Laundry is the kids' problem. Oh, that's right. Laundry and dishes and the animals. Those are the kids' <laughs> responsibilities. 
And if they're not done, then all I have to do is say, why is the laundry not done? Give me the power cord to your Xbox. It's mine until the laundry gets done. Thank you. <laughs> Easy. I can't wait to pull that kind of stuff on my kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun and rewarding. <laughs> it is game time. And for this game, we're playing the same game that we played two weeks ago. Which I won. And because I won, that means I get to go for the title playing the same game. <laughs> Mo, has, Mo has been selfish with this title. She has held on to it for so long. Okay, but I, I just got to say, you also bragged two weeks ago about how you could be Maddie Two Belts. But right, guess what? I lost Why don't the you, green one. Yeah, yeah uh-huh, go ahead. Up, update our listeners because, who are also okay, two-words so listeners. The other podcast is two words, and that's our wrestling podcast. So, of course, we have a title belt for that one, too. And we get that one back and forth based on uh, our predictions for WWE pay-per-views. And so we, we predict who's going to win what match, and whoever gets the most right gets the belt. And I think every choice that I made made the best storyline sense, uh, including many that your son talked me into. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a slight on him because he also knows what would be a great story most of the time. Yeah. Uh, and I, I was wrong on all but one of them. All but one. I got one point. The whole night, I think, and so one yeah. out of so eight. John took it. Was that, was that right? Something like that, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and that was the one that we both guessed the same thing on. So he got a point for it too. <laughs> so my point was pointless. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're gonna play this game. It's riddles, y'all. We're gonna play. What does we do? We do seven, seven of them. Seven, seven odems. Seven. Um, yeah, we need a pin. I'm gonna keep track. We gotta, we gotta remember this. This is not a piece of paper. It is a plate, but I'm gonna write on it. <clears throat> okay. I have paper right beside me. But you can't read, so I thought she's not wearing glasses. Not she can't read. <laughs> but you can't read. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how bad your eyesight is. <laughs> well, that's why I'm writing incredibly huge. Okay. <laughs> All right, am I going first? No, going first? I get to go first. Okay. Remember, I get to get in the riddle mindset. Get in the riddle mindset. All right, ready? Did you read this one? I didn't read it, yeah. Okay. A man is awake night after night without getting a wink of sleep, yet he doesn't feel tired. Why? Because he works the night shift. He sleeps during the day. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Where is the only... One. That's one oh, on the, right. the paper. You're right. You're right. <laughs> My bad. One. Uh, where is the only place today comes before yesterday? Where's the only place today comes before yesterday? Mm-hmm. The dictionary. Yeah. Yeah! That one was... i surprised it took you that long to get it. Where can you find roads <laughs> without cars? <laughs> so mean. <laughs> I just meant I got it right away. Gotcha. <laughs> Surprised it took you so long to get it, you nimrod. My bad. <laughs> I tend to overthink them because they're riddles. And so I went too far and I had to rein myself back in. And I got there. <laughs> okay. What was, the, what was this one? Where can you find roads without cars, forests without trees, and cities without houses? 
Roads without cars. Forests Forest. without trees. And cities without houses. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Is this one one that's super easy that I just can't get? Nah. I have no idea. Oh, hold on. Roads without cars. Forests without trees. Cities without houses. I don't know. A map. Oh, gosh. I never would have gotten that. I'm the map. That's a good one. That's a good one. What instrument can make any sound and be heard but not touched or seen? I mean, okay, read it one more time. What instrument can make any sound and be heard but not touched or seen? Would it be like I'm thinking vocal cords? Is that what it is? Is that your answer? Yeah. Your voice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Whew. So, but here's the thing we were playing categories a few nights ago. Yeah. And it was instrument and the letter V. And I put voice. And my whole family was like, that's not that's an not instrument. <laughs> and I asked Alexa thinking that she was going to back me up. And even she said, your voice is not an instrument. I mean, I would have agreed. Really? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, I pass before the sun, yet make no shadow. What am I? I pass before the sun, but make no shadow. Pass before the sun, but make no shadow. It can't be the earth or the moon, because at certain points throughout the year, the earth will cast a shadow on the moon, moon will cast a shadow on the earth. So I'm thinking too big. Bring it back in, bring it back in. Pass before the sun, but cast no shadow. This is ridiculous. Air? I don't know. <laughs> Space? <laughs> What's your answer? Air. The wind. Oh, okay. Uh, That's stupid, ad. though. Yeah, I think that one was dumb. That's dumb. But, but That's you, not clever. But you got it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's dumb. That's not clever. You got it, though. <laughs> thank, thank you again. How could a so man... love today. <laughs> I'm sorry. How could a man go outside in the pouring rain without protection and not have a hair on his head get wet? He's bald. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Last one. If your uncle's sister is not your aunt, what relation is she to you? If your uncle's sister is not is not your aunt? Mm-hmm. I'm really bad at <laughs> family tree things. Oh, it's your mom. Duh. I got it. I got yeah. it. I got there. Whew. Yours were 
Whew. All right, so I got six. Yep. Six, six out of seven. Six out of seven. Oreo Those was counting st- for us, too. Thank stupid. you, Oreo. So <laughs> stupid. I got a chance here. You got to do a, a queen sweep. <clears throat> All right, here we go. I am easy to lift, but hard to throw. What am I? Hey. Right now we're filming. <laughs> no panic. <laughs> I'm not sure if this, uh, that sound actually records on the podcast, but we had a, a funny noise happen because Silver uh, on Twitch cheered 100 bits. Thank you so much, Silver. It's like my brain. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Please re-ask me. I'm easy to lift, but She's, hard to throw. She said, "I'm so sorry." No, <laughs> chat. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, easy I'm to easy lift, to lift, but hard, hard to, to throw. throw. What am I? Easy to lift, hard to throw. <laughs> I know it's going to be something easy and something that's like, yeah, that makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. Easy to lift, hard to throw. I don't know. Your voice. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, no, feathers. Like it's a literal thing. <laughs> they're easy to they lift and they're very hard to hard throw. To throw. Huh? <laughs> all right. All right. So you got to yeah. get all six of these yep. to mm-hmm. keep it because you get to keep it. Here we go. Tie goes to the champ. Here we go, guys. <laughs> Here we go. Ugh. Two children were playing checkers and each played five games. Both children won the same number of games, yet there were no ties. How is this possible? It doesn't say they were playing each other. They were playing separate games. Correct. They weren't playing each other. Good job. Ha! (laughs) You're still in it. What is the safest room to be in during a zombie apocalypse? (laughs) I'm going to give you a hint. This is kind of a pun and a riddle. So take with that as as what you will. The safest room? Safest room to be in during a zombie apocalypse. And it's a pun? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. The... The living room. Good job, yeah. (laughs) I wanted you to get that one. That was good. All right. I have branches, yet I have no leaves, no trunk, and no fruit. What am I? The armed forces. (laughs) I mean, technically that would work, right? It's the answer is a bank, but I mean, your answer is right. I'll give it to you. Thanks. Yeah, branches of the military. Yeah. It, it should work. It's true. Yeah. All right. So you're still here. You're still here. First, you eat me. <laughs> then you get eaten. What am I? First, you eat me. Then you get eaten. What on earth would eat me? <laughs> I'm so confused. First, you eat me. Then you get eaten. First, you eat me. Then yeah. you get eaten. Yeah, what okay. am I?
don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I give up. up. Yeah. A fish hook. So the fish eats the fish hook, and then the fish gets eaten. <laughs> Again, I think that's not a great dumb. one. No. Here, let's keep going though. We'll get to train you for next time. Oh. Okay. Uh, so you need two more. What is put on a table, cut but never eaten? the wood for the table <laughs> well, that would make it the table it wouldn't be put on the table it is put on the table <laughs> the rolls are reversed it's cut <laughs> and then put on the table gotcha what is cut no, no what is put, put on, on the table, table cut, cut never, never eaten put on the table cut a knife no <laughs> Thank you for the follow, JNU013 over there on Twitch. Table cut but never eaten. Cards. Yes, a pack of cards. Good job. Hey. All right, one more. I hide, but my head is outside. What am I? <laughs> a pimple? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. What is it? A nail. Oh, yeah, okay. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It, like a pimple. Yeah. All right. So you got four. <laughs> you got four. <laughs> Which means I am the champion. I have a belt. Mo finally gave it up. Is that? Did you let me win? No. Tell me the truth. Nope. <laughs> I hate riddles. 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 Uh, I'll let you decide. You the got next all game. the stupid easy ones. I did get a lot of easy ones, and you got some dumb ones. If your uncle's sure. sister is not your aunt, who is she? <laughs> your mom. <laughs> uh, I'm like, you're confused, uncle? <laughs> <laughs> your uncle twice removed? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, all right, I'm Maddie One Belt once mm. again. Whoop, whoop, whoop. All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, Tales of Florida Man. Stick around. Hey, everyone. I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So I just got to say, Disney Plus has been crushing it with giving us things to look forward to. If you look on the calendar year for the rest of 2021, there's something coming out almost immediately of original content every time something else ends. So basically we always have something to kind of look forward to. When Falcon and the Winter Soldier is over, we get the Bad Batch. When that's over, there'll be another thing. There's going to be something continually released throughout the year. And by giving us something to look forward to, we hang on. We don't abandon our hope or our subscriptions. But there's this quote uh, attributed to Alexander Chalmers. that says, the three grand essentials of happiness are something to do, someone to love, and something to hope for. And the reality is we survive better and we endure 
stronger and we have greater happiness when we actually have something to hope for something to look forward to when we know that there's something on the horizon it's easier for us to keep going with the things that we actually have to do on a day-to-day basis but there's this scripture titus 2 verse 13 that says this while we look forward with hope to that wonderful day when the glory of our great god and savior jesus christ will be revealed Y'all, I'm looking forward to what Disney Plus puts out. I'm looking forward to stuff coming to HBO Max. I'm looking forward to some video games. I'm looking forward to some comic books. I'm looking forward to vacation. There are things that I'm hoping for, things that I'm looking forward to. But the reality is, if our hope goes beyond temporal things in this world, if our hope goes towards something eternal, something that isn't going to actually disappoint us when we get it, it makes our hope that much stronger. Yes, absolutely. We should have things we look forward to and things we celebrate and things that we're glad come in temporary portions of this life. But when we have an eternal hope of seeing all that Jesus is going to accomplish in us, it makes us that much stronger. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And today on the show, uh, we're going to be interviewing Michael Mordanga, creator of Sunday School Answers. But before we do anything else, I've got five random facts for you. Are they about housework? No. Okay. Random. Very random. Pure random? Uh-huh. Yeah. Pure anarchy. Let's go. It takes too much prep work to find... Specific ones. (laughs) All right. There actually aren't 57 varieties of Heinz ketchup and never were. Company founder H.J. Heinz thought the product should have a number and he liked 57. I think I've heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yet they still say 57 varieties. Uh Like, yeah. It's Mm -hmm. a lie. It's It's a lie. Uh, The Earl of Sandwich, John Montague, who lived in the 1700s, reportedly invented the sandwich so he wouldn't have to leave his gambling table to eat. (laughs) That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Three presidents, all founding fathers, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, and James Monroe, died on July 4th. President Adams and Jefferson also died the same year, 1826. But President Monroe died in 1831. Wow. Mm -hmm. Uh, Experiments in universities have actually been carried out to figure out how many licks it takes to get to the center (laughs) of a Tootsie Pop. And lastly... Is there an average? Do you yeah, I didn't see that. I've the, I've seen an average. It's like 187 on one average, but there's been several studies and they all come back completely different. Yeah. 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 Uh, the Four Corners is the only spot in the U.S. where you can stand in four states at once. Utah, Col- Colorado, Arizona, and New Mexico. We live in New Mexico, but I've never been there. 
Yeah. Did you know there's also a mountain in North Carolina where you are actually standing in North Carolina, Tennessee, and Kentucky at the same time? Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's called Roan Mountain. That's weird. Yep. America's weird. Mm-hmm. But also very cool. What if we were all individual countries? But also weird. Wouldn't that be messed up? I have to go through customs just to get to Texas. These are the things I think about. I mean, that's how Europe is. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that is how the pretty much the entire rest of the world, aside yeah. from Russia, is. It's yeah. like you you barely drive anything, and already you're in a new country. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the place you can really roam about freely is very small. Mm-hmm. We got an entire country here. True. All right, Florida man time, America's worst superhero. But this one's actually not that bad. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, it's bad in a different way. Oh. Not in a, this is a, a criminal who's just stupid way. But. Not a smooth criminal? No. But more of a, why, why would someone do this kind of way? Uh, so the article starts, a Florida man can finally be seen in a positive light. Ramiro Alanis, a Florida-based personal trainer and obvious Marvel superfan, holds the Guinness World Record for most cinema productions attended of the same film after watching Avengers Endgame in theaters 191 times. So first of all, the world record is for most cinema productions attended of the same film, which could have been any film. Could have been a 90-minute film. He picked Avengers Endgame, Mm -hmm. which is three hours. Mm -hmm. Uh, Alanis posted a a photo of himself last month enthusiastically holding the certificate, which includes the date that he set the new record, revealing the extreme lengths that he went to put himself through uh, into such rarefied air. Uh, He even got a cool picture with uh, a a few Avengers uh, cast people to celebrate this. Uh, We got Don Cheadle there. We got... Guy that plays Hawkeye that I don't remember. Uh, Interesting. Guy that plays Thanos that I should remember and I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, the green chick from <laughs> Gamora. <laughs> yeah. All these things. It's too late. And uh, Captain America is there too. He's right there. Poor Matt. Chris uh, Evans. I knew that one. There we go. <laughs> the certificate states that he officially broke the record on July 29th of 2019, which is just over three months after the film was released in theaters on April 26th, 2019. This means Alanis was averaging more than two screenings per day of the three-hour-long emotional roller coaster of the last chapter of the Infinity Saga in order to reach 191 viewing in the span of 94 days. Does he not have a job? So he said, the most difficult part about this attempt was giving up my social life with my family, the gym, I lost 16 pounds of muscle, and managing my work hours and screening times at the theaters. (laughs) So this took a lot of actual effort. (laughs) But it was such a big deal to him. So this this is what I mean. You see what I mean. This isn't necessarily a dumb criminal, but also a just why. Why? What is this gaining you? In 10 years, will you look back at that certificate and think, that was totally worth my time? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's like, and uh, uh, yeah. There's a lot of know. things that I thought were super cool that I did 10 years ago that now I'm like, that was lame. Mm-hmm. Was dumb. I'd never do that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alanis Guinness record uh, is a bright spot for Avengers Endgame, which recently lost its crown as the highest grossing film of all time after the re-release of Avatar in China. Uh, 
push its box office numbers past Endgame, which I think is cheating. That's sad. It's cheating. They had to bring back the movie in theaters just to get the the title back. Yeah, yeah that's... No, no, no. But anyway, that's your tale of Florida Man for today. <laughs> Never disappointing. Now, our guest today is mainly known around these parts for his creation of the first truly Christian knockoff of Cards Against Humanity, Sunday School Answers, which he poured his heart into for years and recently handed the keys over to us to relaunch. But he's also involved in several other avenues of creativity and ministry. Please welcome Michael Mordinga. This is where... Oh. So big applause comes in. And... <laughs> oh, wow. I'm, I'm just getting on for the first time. <laughs> we definitely have not talked. Wait, hold on, hold yep. on. Hold on, wait. Let me say that again. Please welcome Michael Mordenga. Hey. Oh, I'm just getting on for the first time. <laughs> uh, how are you doing, Mike? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm... I uh, tried to tell people that I was doing this interview. Am I doing this? Is this a Love Thy Nerd interview, or is this a Back Row Baptist interview? It is not a Back Row Baptist interview, because Back Row Baptist, sadly, does not exist anymore. Uh, but the Back Row Baptist Church is the only thing that hangs on. But we are the Back Row uh, Morning Show for LTN Radio, which is Love Thy Nerd. So technically, Love Thy Nerd interview in a roundabout way. Oh, okay, okay. It's good. <laughs> we've, so been many... we've been folded in. We've been folded yep. in to mm-hmm. the Love Thy Nerd branch. So mm-hmm. we are an official Love Thy Nerd podcast network show. So mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if that means anything to you, <laughs> I That's find good. it impressive, but you don't mm-hmm. have to. <laughs> So since we are Love Thy Nerd, a lot of our interviews do focus around, like, games and and things of that nature, nerdy things. Uh, And there's plenty of nerdy stuff that you're involved in, but we'll get into that uh, a little bit later. Uh, We have have to cover the four food groups of nerd. Um, (laughs) Video games, movies, cartoons, and wrestling. Yeah, that's that's about it. Yeah, that's... that's... Okay, good. That's essentially I'll all just, our podcasts too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got I'll free just play. Make my way around the bases. Then we got free play for video games. We got. Uh, <laughs> oh, we don't have a movies one yet. We need to get a movies one, but we have pull, pull list for for comics, cartoons. We have two words mm-hmm. for wrestling. We need a movies mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah, that's a good thing. I'm going to start one. Uh, that's what I need a third podcast to do. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> hey, you can have Chris on that one. Look, hey, dude, Mike and I. Mike and I cut from the same cloth Mike when it comes to just mm-hmm. kings of hustle. We just do too many things to keep up with. <laughs> we, we are truly men of the cloth. Uh, so, so uh, speaking of men of the cloth, let's just jump right in. Let's talk about your larger ministry, which is uh, Campus One Eighty. Uh, you serve, uh, yes. you serve as campus minister for the Rochester, New York campus, right? Yes. So, uh, Campus One Eighty has uh, colleges all over the United States. Um, it kind of has its central hub in Rochester, New York. Oh, that's where uh, it's... Where oh, okay. I didn't know that's where the hub was. Uh, well, you, you know, it's kind of it's kind of spread all over. It's got many central hubs. It's kind of like we have many favorites. Okay, well, that doesn't make any sense, Mike. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get your story straight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, 
it started in Rochester. It started in Massachusetts. Okay. You know, many different directors, many different uh, chefs stirring the pot. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got you. I got you. So what exactly and does so, does it do? Yeah. So uh, we have two. We have, let's see, we have MCC. We have Brockport in Rochester. And um, I used to, I used to do, uh, a, when I first started in 2015, I did, I tried to do University of Rochester. Um, mainly, it was a year and a half of me sneaking in to do um, a, a Bible study with like five to six people. And then uh, the college kind of found out and they're like, uh, uh, you know, you, they said, you know, we, we don't have a reason for you to be here. We already have a Christian group. And, and because we have a Christian group, no reruns, you know, no doubles. <laughs> so we're going to ask you to leave. And so no, I, no stacking, I left. no stacking your yeah. tattoos. Yes. You're only allowed to have one of everything in that huge, huge college of 10,000 students. So <laughs> that, that one Christian group they had has probably gets probably 999,000 um <laughs> i mean yeah clearly so, yeah clearly they have the uh, tables and chairs for that too right 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 <laughs> and so I said, nuts to that um i want to be everybody's friend for the campus 180 so i created um the creative director um in 2000 around 2018 i became like the creative director um i try to find new technology that we can use to expand our reach to other people. We have a we have a thriving Discord called uh, the Campus 180 Quarantine Zone, um, that's and that's cool. where we play we play Among Us. Uh, yeah, we do buddy. Our, yeah, mm-hmm. we do um, <laughs> a lot of games. We do our mini retreats and our conferences. And you know, by the way, because we're on Discord, it doesn't matter if you're not in college. You just can't be, you know, like old. So you can. <laughs> Well, I'm, really, I'm, that's the only limitation. Yes, Mo and I are both um, in our last year of relevancy of young adulthood. I was We're about 35, to say, so what? Like, we're once considered we, old. Thirty-six. Yeah, you that's that weekend. Yeah, that's really sad. So any, anyone can go to these free retreats. You know, you could literally just look us up on Discord, uh, Campus One Eighty Quarantine Zone. Uh, we will either find a video game for you to play with everybody. Or we'll find a retreat for you. Or if you want me to invent anything else that you would, you and your friends could do, we'll do that too. That's My job cool. is just to invent new things. So, so what drew you to wanting to be involved with Campus 180, like specifically? What? Why did you want to be in ministry on campus at all? So I was in. Uh, I was geared to do high school ministry. Um, since my early days as a high school student, uh, you know, I had two great high school leaders, Skill or Jill and Scott, and they did such a great job. And, you know, I was naive back then. I, you know, I always thought it was like dodgeball, pizza, Mountain Dew, and, you know, <laughs> the occasional Bible study. I mean, those are um, key elements. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Those are, those are the four food groups. Don't downplay um, those. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, once you get those in, there's not, you know, you pretty much write your ticket to youth ministry. You got um, you got saved in high school, too, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, my, my story begins in high school. Gotcha. You know, I was, you know, and once again, going back to, to Jill and Scott, who 
kind of led me by the hand and said, you know, here's here's this Jesus guy, and you know, here's here's a word you're gonna like, grace, and here's another word, forgiveness, and I'm like, yes, 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 <laughs> please, and I can please. have your job one day, yes. <laughs> so, so I went to college, um, became an education ministries major. Um, they found out I was really good at being Lutheran, so uh, you know, I went to the first. A Lutheran youth group, kind of, um, it was kind of surrounded by rural land, and, you know, on, on certain days, you could get downwind of a, car, a cabbage farm, and, um, mm. you know, those those kids loved their dodgeball, and, you know, I tried to fill in Bible between dodgeball tournaments, and um, <laughs> after three years of that, it, it didn't work. They said, you know, you know, go on, go on, go on, so I went on. Um, sold a few cars in that time, um, did some, worked some phone jobs, you know, can I help you with the service? Have you plugged it in? You know, turn it off and turn it on. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm imagining your dodgeball scenario there with youth group, that youth group mean of meme oh. like playing dodgeball and like, you know what else we have to dodge in this life, kids? Temptations. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's a lesson. Of the on my face, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's real, you know. <laughs> right, Turn right. the other cheek. Yeah, meet someone else who's suffer. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. That's so, funny. Yeah. So, uh, I, before I got into youth ministry again, um, I took a lot of improv lessons. I, I had this good friend in youth group named Chris Harrington. Uh, Chris Harrington did two of the things that I idolized him for. He did. He was a pro wrestler in Rock City Wrestling. Oh, yes. And a, you know, an accredited wrestling group in Rochester. And, uh, and he did improv. Since I was too afraid to get hurt, I thought I'd follow, <laughs> I'd follow him closely in improv. Um Little uh, little known fact: Chris Harrington is now the the president of marketing, I believe, for AEW. So no way, that's dope. That is true. He hasn't offered me a single ticket. <laughs> well, you know, but, I got COVID right now and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Uh, you know. So yeah, I'm actually, I was I was I was just know. about to ask you about that too. The the improv thing. It's it's yes. it's a part of your role in this ministry, right? But it's kind of oh, left field yes. <laughs> to the outside mm-hmm. observer. <laughs> you lead an yeah. improv comedy troupe, right? Right. In, you know, should I should I open the can for improv yet? You know, uh, long story short, I did youth ministry one more time. Um, I found out it's the same exact thing as it was the job before, and that you know Monday Monday through Friday you're in an office trying to get 20 hours out of one hour on Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> and you know schools they won't just let you walk in and say yo I want to hang out with kids. <laughs> and I mean probably good reason, but yeah yeah they say you know <laughs> go home weirdo and so. Um, Do you have a child here? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want to hang out. Yeah, just want to hang out. Yep. Looking for some friends. And so basically, I said, you know, this, this, you know, I don't want to give up ministry, uh, but I do want to do something where 
people with more free time and more opportunities. So I sat down with Campus 180, a great director named Tom Capuano. Um, he is, you know, he's six degrees from everyone in Rochester. They know him somehow. <laughs> um, great guy. And, you know, his first interview is like, if you love Jesus and you love kids, that's all I need to know to get you in. And, and then he lied because he did a background check and, <laughs> and made me fill out a bunch of applications. Um, but, you know, I forgave him. Yeah. It's, more, it's more of a, 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 a slogan, <laughs> yeah. a slogan than anything yeah. else. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and, you know, the great thing, the, the weird thing about it is I went from, you know, uh, a paycheck that can, that you know came in through the church and through the tithing system to being on support raising, where I kind of have to hustle to uh, make my ministry relevant. So yeah. you know, not only not only do I have to you know you have to bust to to make find new ways to reach out to new people, but you're also you know you're doing that thing that I swear that I'd never do, and that is like um, something that's closer to sales. But it's it's not sales. Um, it's more like you're saying, "Hey, I I'm doing this wonderful thing for Jesus. I really want you to care about it. Here's a few ways you can care about it. Thank you. I love you." Mm. Um, yeah, that that's kind of like the Reader's Digest version of how I got into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's open that can of worms then. Tell me about Storytime Improv. Okay. So ever since I was, you know, back to Chris Harrington, he did improv, so I wanted to do improv. Um, I was in a group called the Village Idiots for a long time, <laughs> and you know we did I love it. we did we did shows, and you know I was kind of like that that awkward Lutheran kid in the group, you know. Uh, Trying my a, best. Is that a stereotype? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm aware you of know, that. I'm, tr I'm trying to make it a stereotype. <laughs> I don't know, but Hungry Baptist can can be next to that's awkward. Definitely, I mean, that's that's definitely one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. So I I I knew that I loved improv. I love being able to. I love the danger of having to come up with a story and having oh, to yeah. build a story with your scene partner and, you know, the whole yes. And, and, you know, mm -hmm. somehow, you know, 50% of your scenes go to garbage, but you know, and then there's that one genius scene that it makes it sound like you've like you planned it all along. And, you know, that, that kind of thrill seeking is, you know, kind of right up my alley. Um, that, and I don't like planning things as much as I like, <laughs> you know? that, and you know, there's no planning involved. So yeah, I mean, that's fair. You know, you bring, that's fair. You don't bring props. you got an imaginary sword. Okay. Good. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, that terrifies me. We've done a few like, uh, who's lying games, uh, on like the podcast version of the show long, long time ago, the one that you were on originally, uh, a while right, back, right. uh, and they all they're always very awkward and they never really work out as well as we want them to. But I actually tried right. out for an improv group in high school. Like my high school was starting mm -hmm. a, an improv comedy group. And so they were having this big mass audition thing where they basically just 
they took six people at a time and put them in a game. And I was in the game for um, the the uh, superhero names one where one person oh, starts okay. and then the second person shows up and that first person gives them their superhero name and then that dictates how they act. And I yeah. jumped in and they gave me the name Thong Boy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And so in my mind, I'm like, what the heck do I do with that? So just I'm just, like so I'm just moving my butt all around the place. <laughs> and surprise, surprise, I did not get accepted into the group. <laughs> oh, man. That's sad. You see, that's the, like, that is, that is the tightrope we walk. Yeah. Because uh, improv philosophy is, you know, whatever they take, whatever they give you, you take and you yeah. run with. And then, yeah. You know, as a Christian, they're going to be like, okay, you're a stripper in a strip club and you're doing cocaine. Go. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're like, uh, okay, uh, oh, look, I just got converted. Oh, no, 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 scene. no. And, and, Someone tipped yeah. with a Bible track and now I yes. have changed my life. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, luckily, I was part. I was part of a, an improv group that had the philosophy that, like, you know, biological humor wasn't as funny as psychological humor. Mm. So, you know, we would find workarounds. Like, if someone, like, the audience loves to say bowling, uh, strip club, and they love to say Star Trek, as you know, when they say name a place, ooh, you know, bowling, you know. Bowling is really a, a main one? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, people just say bowling. So what you want to do is you want to stick to the psychology of bowling, like, you know, in the bowling locker room with your friend, and, you know, he's he's depressed because, you know, I don't know, the ghost of his father is in one of the pins. or, <laughs> or I'm in. I'm, or, I'm sold. I want to I wanna yeah. know the story. <laughs> yes, or... Or, you know, when someone says, you know, exotic gentleman's club, you, you always want to do the scene right after you exit and you're in the parking lot and you're like, wow, that was weird. I didn't know, you know. My mother would not approve of that. No, sir. Right, right. <laughs> Never <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. That's mm -hmm. fantastic. So, so, yeah, that was my that was my village idiot's experience. Yeah. And I don't know if you've had much contact with the Christian improv groups that like, like they're on YouTube. I don't think um, so. Yeah. You know, they're, they're few and far and, you know, I feel like they all got into place because we all saw the same show. Whose line it is, is it anyways? Of course. And, yeah. Uh, and a lot of them just said, you know what? Jesus could use one of those. <laughs> As we tend to do. Yeah. <laughs> As Christians. <laughs> Yeah, so so you have a lot of groups out there like you know fishes and loaves or Ugh. you know the blind leading the blind or you okay, know Aaron and the Moseses or you know <laughs> you know stuff like that. Aaron and the stuttering Moseses. <clears throat> That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so you so you you had that background. Yep. And then you brought it into Campus One Eighty. Like, so is this something that just, is it just, does it just happen at your branch? So, yeah, I, you know, we open it up to everyone and over, 
you know, over Zoom, it's really easy because mm. it's, it's digital right now. Um, so all of our practices are, you know, all we're in, all in different houses and just kind of going over scenes. Um, one of the one of the things that has always challenged, like when I started Storytime Improv, um, I had this friend named Adam who. He's kind of he's kind of stuck by with all my uh, ideas and you know in in good improv he's, I, I would give him an idea and he'd be like yes let's do it and let's do this and so he he hasn't said no to any of my ideas <laughs> and I don't know should I feel bad for him or <laughs> um, but you know you know Adam's been kind of like my my right-hand man for improv and we've we've kind of we've been able to you know perform shows we've performed fundraisers we performed um a lot of like zoom and discord like radio shows yeah that's another thing you have you have campus 180 radio right oh yes and so Uh, you're involved in at least two of those shows aren't you right and one of the things I've been so challenged to do is to create an improv podcast. Yeah. That. Word of the day, right? Isn't that one? Yeah. Word of the day. And I believe we are the first and the only improv podcast that keeps it below a PG-13 level. <laughs> um, Quite possibly. Yeah, it infuriates me because I have tried every improv podcast known to man, and there there has to be like a contract where you have to you have to be vulgar, hmm. and so that is just that has infuriated me. Um, it, or you have to go to like the children's improv, <laughs> which is like you know you know aimed at like six year olds and seven year olds and eight year olds. And so the the fact that the improv culture has kind of said, okay, we are a, a vulgar, you know, R-rated group only. Um, everyone else, you can see the door. It's just, you know, it's challenged me to create um, word of the day, which is not like it's not like whose line is it anyways, where we're, you know, we're where we're just kind of, we're just throwing out games and just trying to entertain people. But it's kind of got like, the, the, we, we come up with the word of the day. So our first episode was uh, the word give. And we try to, we look at the, the physical meaning of the word give, and then we'll do a scene based off of it. And then we'll look at the theological word, uh, like what does it mean to give theologically and spiritually? And so then we'll do another scene of what that would look like spiritually. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. And yeah. One of our scenes is um, Adam plays a character who's giving back in a, um, uh, I think it was a kidney that uh, he got his kidney replaced and he was trying to get a refund for it. <laughs> and, and so, you know, he's having this dialogue with the person and he's like, yes, I'd like this. I'd like to give back. Uh, this kidney, I don't want it. I didn't ask for this this gift. So, <laughs> so with that, you have that one, and that's a relatively new podcast, right? Yeah, the story we're, time we're improv doing, one of the day. 
we're doing like one episode a month. Okay. Uh, yeah. But you have the you have another podcast, right? Uh, Bottom Shelf Dreams. Yes. Now this Bottom Shelf Dreams, I absolutely love because it is it is a, a declaration of all off-brand products that have ever existed. <laughs> so um, name something that, that, like, that came out and just didn't do as well as the top brand product. Um, like, we're not doing Avengers. We're doing League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Mm. Or, you know, we're not doing Pepsi. We're doing RC Cola. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, with Bottom Shelf, that, that tends to make me think of the bag cereals. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're not doing we're not doing Lucky Charms. We're doing Marshmallow Mateys. Or, <laughs> you know, we're not, you know, we're not talking about Jason. Instead, we we want to build up uh, Chad and Tucker versus Evil. Yeah, or, it's. I mean, it's yeah. a very it's a very niche idea for a show, but also one interesting enough that like it, it's so accessible to pretty much anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. Just a celebration of the 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 lesser thans, <laughs> right? And the the lengths we go to celebrate these things, you would think that we don't know that higher quality things exist. <laughs> <laughs> um, because you know we'll we'll talk about the 1997 cartoon uh, cats cats don't dance. Oh which, gosh. And we'll we'll talk about how it was like you know it was way ahead of its time. It's you know Scott Bakula's greatest career move ever. And, and I remember and, I was at a friend's yeah. I was at a friend's house, uh, and I had never seen a preview for this movie. I had never heard of it. But we went to the they went to the movie theater and brought me along, and we were watching this movie. And this was the first time that ever happened. Like I didn't know what the movie was we were coming into. And I was just so lost <laughs> that whole movie. It wasn't terrible, but it was it was right. weird. <laughs> yeah, right. It's those things that we find, and yeah. I, I like the idea that you were so lost because you didn't have a trailer. Right, that's if, exactly like, right. Yeah, <laughs> as if the trailer gives you that one key plot thing that it was makes like, it all worthwhile. It was like I was having a, an anxiety attack from it because I'm like I'm just totally unprepared for this movie. I don't like not having a basic idea of what I'm getting into. Wait, why are these cats dancing? They don't dance. I don't the movie, understand. The movie says don't in it. <laughs> Where's God when I'm afraid? <laughs> Oh man! All right. Well, we got to we got to take a break. Uh, if if listeners, if you can't tell uh, already, this dude is is a man with many hats. Like we said, king king of hustle, and uh, we're we're barely halfway through all the the cool things he's involved in. So we're gonna take a quick break. But when we come back, we're gonna talk about Sunday school answers and much more. Stick around. We here at LTN Radio know that not everybody is nerdy in the same ways. You might find yourself in a situation where you hear a word or phrase that you've never seen before and have no idea what it means. Well, have no fear. We're here to help. Today's terms are face, heel, and tweener. 
It's WrestleMania week, so we thought we would treat you to some wrestling terms. Today we're going to talk to you about the different kinds of characters. First up is a face, otherwise known as babyface. This is the good guy. This is similar to the hero or protagonist in a novel or play. He is the person that the fans cheer for, unless we're talking about John Cena. A heel is the bad guy. This would be the antagonist or the villain in a novel or movie. And right there in the middle is a tweener, a wrestler that is viewed neither as a face nor a heel. He generally displays characteristics of both sides and thus is seen as a combination of both. This can also refer to someone who is fully heel as a character but gets cheered anyway, or someone who's fully face but gets booed anyway. There was a long stretch of time where WWE was trying to convince us that the character Roman Reigns was the new face of the company that we should all get behind, but nobody was having it. After a while, they put him in a tweener position, having him come out on air saying, I'm not a good guy, I'm not a bad guy, I'm just the guy. But now, thank the Lord, they have put him in a fully heel role, and he's fantastic in it. People actually like Roman Reigns. This might be the first WrestleMania where they're going to cheer him when he walks out. I'm Radio Mad, and I hope I've made your life just a little bit nerdier. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo, and today we're talking to Michael Mordenga about ministry, humor, and even adventure. And let's get right back to it. Mike, let's talk yes. about Sunday School Answers. Bum, bum, bum. Now, now, we actually interviewed you once before uh, about three yes, years will. ago uh, for the Back Row Baptist podcast. And uh, that's right. where we talked about Sunday School Answers. But for the benefit of our new listeners, tell us how that came about. So, um, once upon a time, in a uh, land not so game. far away. Yes, called <laughs> Rochester. Um, there was a game called Apples to Apples. Yeah. And Apples to Apples was was the, all the rage back then because, uh, I don't know, the, the genius behind picking like uh, a describing word, you know, an adjective, and then just putting like another word next to it, like uh, Uzis are fuzzy. And... <laughs> Like, it was genius. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, adults and kids loved it. It's It was the homeschool favorite for, for yeah. most Christian families, yeah. Right. <laughs> and the thing about Apples to Apples is, that, like, after, like, the fifth time, at least for me, is it, it gets boring because, you know, you kind of know, you know, the cards, they become commonplace. So yeah. what I would do is I would try to put you know, words together and, you know, you know, what's fuzzy, you know, this mermaid Uzi or, Mm. you know, this uh, George Washington oranges or. Yeah. Just trying to get anything you can out of it. (laughs) Right. To extend the life of the game. You know, why, why shouldn't the, the person who's playing the game have more control over words and more, (laughs) more, significance over like the story um and uh, the absurdity of the answer and so um everyone was getting into you know cards against humanity mm-hmm. it was fun you know it kind of it kind of fell into the same problem that apples to apples 
you know, you can only play, you know, Nazi Hitler so many times on a card or, you know, Gandhi or anything else that's like edgy. Yeah. Um, you know, once you start to memorize the cards, then, you know, it, it kind of loses its luster. But, you know, the game had such a, a huge explosion because your first time playing was always so amazing because, yeah. you know, everything it, was it, new. It's basically Mad Libs, but someone else is controlling it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so the only way I was ever, ever going to enjoy another Mad Libs type game is if I was writing the words. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> because if you're in control of all the words, then you're, you're basically the, ga- the guy creating the game is playing a game called see what absurd things he can write and see if he can get a laugh out of people. Yeah, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I really think that these games are much more fun to make than they are to play. Though I do like, I absolutely love watching people play your game and saying, this is so much fun. You know, this is great. You mm-hmm. know, thank you for making this. Or a lot of the time, you know, uh, a lot of people are saying you make your own games. You know that's that's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, kind of we... like you know, you know, you you make your own lemonade. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. You know, I mean, imagine sitting down to a friend and being like, "Guys, I made my own lemonade." <laughs> Grew the tree, squeezed the lemons myself, caned the sugar. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, yeah, I can get that at the store. You didn't have to make it. Sorry, you know. This tastes um, like country time. <laughs> right. All this all so, this work. <laughs> so what I'm finding about, what, what I love about, um, you know, Sunday School Answers is that Everybody, you know, Cards Against Humanity was always about crossing the line. Right. It was you know, shock humor. For yeah, it was all about shock humor. But everybody knows it's not the shock humor that's funny. It's the absurdity. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's the, it's the wordplay um, that is, is what gets you. So um, I, I kind of, you know, I delved into the gold mine of the word, you know, the word humor. Um, the only example I can think of is, you know, Mecca Kelvin is one of my cards. <laughs> and, like you, 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 you mind church culture, essentially. Christian culture, church right. culture for, for every kind of absurd trope and uh, ridiculous scene that you could think of, right? Right. And the challenge of that in Christian games is you can either go like full evangelism lesson or you can go full appreciation for Christian culture with your own kind of, you know, absurd spin on it. Yeah. Um, with, and, you know, it's a tightrope because, like, am, am I going to, am I going too far? You know, when I said, you know, you know, pastors, you know, flaming hat of, you know, is that, is that too far? Am I offending someone? Um, 
Or am I going too lame when I say, you know, Moses' beard? Yeah. <laughs> so, so now that I say that, cool, I might add that. Okay. <laughs> so you you made that you made the original game and you used the the game crafter which uh, you know, our yeah. listeners are familiar with because we've talked about it a lot uh, on the show but that's basically a self publishing uh, site for card games tabletop games and the, and the like uh, yes and your original one just came in a bag right like you didn't they didn't have a box they didn't have a deck box right. back then yeah basically <laughs> I made something I couldn't afford. So, so I had to, I had to take away the box. <laughs> they are pretty expensive, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Gamecrafter likes to give his paycheck. That's true. Uh, yeah. So you made that first one, and then you you started cranking out expansions like super quick, right? Right, right. But even even with that said, I am so jealous of the expansions that you have. Ooh, ooh. Okay, we'll get into that. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm, I'm like, I want to, I want to take back <laughs> the game and go home and just say, no. Actually, it's the opposite. You know, I, I'm so glad it went in that direction because I could never get it in that direction. So. Mm. Well, since since you mentioned it, you know you you did yeah. pass the torch to us. Uh, I, right. I, I'm really curious about how that felt. We we had a conversation on on Messenger, and I remember being very concerned and wanting to make absolutely sure that you were right. absolutely sure this is what you wanted to do. But yeah. like, how well, did you feel? Did it feel like giving up a child? <laughs> well, the thing is, it was hard. You know. The Cards Against Humanity format is not my favorite format for gaming um, because you're basically, as a player, you're you're using someone else's ideas mm. to make jokes, and that that takes the power away from the player. And so I've always like I enjoyed making it because it's all my creativity, but. You know, I don't. I don't like um, necessarily playing anyone else's game because it's like I want my ideas out there. I don't want. I don't want. You know, I don't want to play your game. I want to play my game. Mm. And so, um, so I didn't. You know, that was that was part of the problem. The other part was that it it got. And it's the most successful thing I've ever done. Yeah. Um, you know, I've. If if I've done a lot of self-publishing projects and um, Sunday school answers just fit like a key. And, you know, you, you only had to mention it once in the comment section and, you know, it was like, you know, flies to honey. Yeah. And so it, it was insane. Like I made upwards of $20. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so, now, but I mean you're absolutely right though it did become like a, a kind of a kind of a low key phenomenon which you know we right. we had some we had stumbled upon it uh, and got super excited about it I know love thy nerd uh, separately stumbled upon it and made it a big deal even at their first uh, convention their first LTN con that they did they had a whole like game room devoted to playing Sunday school answers it was really neat uh, 
that awesome. game. I wish I could be there. Yeah. That, and well, that's the only one they got to have in person so far. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, COVID. Um, but yeah. it's, it's, it really is just this, it's this, it's like this, this secret that a lot of Christians have. It's like a, it's like a, you know, just if you're, right. if you're in the know, you know, and uh, we we've seen that we won't we won't talk too much about the this other brand out there, but <laughs> we've seen that pop up in you know this this kind of copycat uh, game that got kickstarted and funded and has already sold way more uh, copies than Mike or us have ever sold. Uh, but, <laughs> but you see that in a lot of their like ads and in their comments, someone will say, isn't this basically Sunday school answers? <laughs> We're like, you know, yep, it sure it's is. Funny. I, I haven't seen those comments. You haven't. Oh, I've, I've caught them all over. <laughs> I've, I've only seen the comments of, Saying, "Wow, it's about time someone made this." <laughs> Me just feeling Why like, has no one thought of this before? Yeah, no one. <laughs> this is the first time anyone has ever seen this, and it's just. And the color and, scheme is perfect. Definitely yeah, not lifted I, from any other. <laughs> right, and when I, well, you know, blue is a Christian color, so it has, yeah, it's uh, obvious. Of course, okay. Yep. It's a punch and right in the gut, isn't it, Mike? Like just It hurts me. It hurts me. It hurt us before we were even involved in making it. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> it's like... Here's the thing. If you ask me about my favorite game I've ever made, um, is a game called uh, Mind on the Movies, which has sold two. One from me and one to the guy I was playing with next to me. Um <laughs> I remember when that Mind- was up for sale. Yeah, that, you you built yeah. a movie, right? You yeah, so different cards. Yes, and I think this is way more fun and way more genius than anything Cards Against Humanity. That's why I was so disappointed that Sunday School Answers was doing amazing. Was the big because, <laughs> because Cause this is better because you get to use your creativity, right? Because it's right. it's giving you like what was it three different was it three different words or three different scenes. So basically, you would get seven words, seven, and these seven. Okay. you could create a sentence with these seven words. It's like magnetic poetry almost. Gotcha. Um, and so you would get like a movie challenge, like make a crime movie, and you had like, um, you know, sh- street, uh, grandma, rage, you know, toilet. And you're like, you know, streets of grandma's toilet rage <laughs> is the name of my movie. And then you kind of give like a... a a 10 second blurb, you know, it's about grandma who works in a plumbing thing and she, you know, she works in the plumbing mafia and like, there is so much more storytelling and so much more creativity. And that, that is like the ugly stepchild that I wanted to be. I wanted that, that child to go to the prom, but Sunday school answers to the prom. So basically what you're saying is you're glad you got rid of it. Yeah. It's the child you never loved. Well, you know, I, I, I scratched off a bunch of boxes. I said, is Mac going to make money off this? No. no. Okay, good. I yeah. give it away. Um, and that's true. Um, we, we, we don't. Yeah, it's true. And we won't. I, like, I, I made a promise. I like, you can't do anything smart financially and you have my blessing as long as as long as you don't get famous or rich off this, you'll, you can have it. 
Uh, and I agreed to put your name on every box. So I mean, I right? Every box. <laughs> Create um, S- SSA created by Michael Mordenga. That's on every box. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, let's let's talk about let's talk about some of your other your your other games. Uh, Sunday School Answers isn't the only game you created. Like you said, you had the the, the right. movie based one. Uh, your game brand, Mild Pepper Games, has created a handful yep. of games over the years. Currently, still for sale, you have an RPG. Charity Case, Song of Wrongs, and Video Games 1 Origins. Can you tell me yes. about those? So, Video Games 1 Origins is like Mind on the Movies, but it's a video game version of it. Gotcha. So, you make, you know, Grand Theft, you know, Tomato, and you have to explain why it's the greatest game you've ever made. <laughs> um, so that, Starts that at Rival Pizza Companies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Gotcha. All right. Song of Song of Wrongs is uh, basically a Song of Songs uh, poem generator, um, <laughs> where you have to roll the dice, and it'll give you either like based on the dice roll, you either have to sing it or say it in a creepy voice. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that was an element of the game. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, you'll get a prompt like your eyes are like. And, you know, you have to put words together. Like, your eyes are like bees uh, because they're my favorite thing to set on fire. And, <laughs> and you know, your your teeth are like, you know, two corgis fighting it out. Um, and the person has to be like, okay, yours, you know, I, I choose you as my suitor for this round. Oh, you know, you know, so it's... It's Song of Wrongs, and that sounds um, fantastic. Yeah, it's it is a blast to play. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I'm going to have to order that one. That sounds yeah. really fun. All right, what about uh, it, an RPG? An RPG is my answer to everyone having fun with Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, <laughs> it's it's basically someone reads off like a fantasy scenario, like you're about to get robbed in the streets and. You know, there's a dragon behind you, and then you have all these funny, you have these funny inventory cards, and you're you're like, okay, well, my my paladin uses the the shovel of laziness, and you know, puts the dragon to sleep, and you know, then we use the the potion of of you know woke feelings, <laughs> and you know, the the thieves the thieves. You know, realize I'm a girl, and you can't do that to girls. So oh my word. they leave me alone, and yeah. And so you have to use your inventory, and that's another game where you do a dice roll, and sometimes you have to sing it like a bard, um, <laughs> or you have to just like give a normal story. So. Yeah, everyone takes turn being the dungeon master, and then they have to decide whose scenario wins. Wow! In that one. Wow. Yeah. Okay. The, these are, these are hidden gems, man. I didn't even know yeah. that these were so involved. All right. Right. Last, last one that you still have for sale is Charity Case. What's that one about? Charity Case is a lot like um, Sunday School Answers, and you have to create your own charity. Like the prompt will be "Moms Against," and then you put down your card like zombies. Um, and then you have to like play like a fact card, like every year zombies take away food from Uganda and, <laughs> and, and then like the, the judge's like, Oh, you win all my monies. 
So, <laughs> so it's just, it's so it's, just, it's, uh, it's got the same kind of play mechanic, but then it's got the added thing of you have to yeah come up with a fact about it. Yep. So there's still a bit of creativity involved. Yep. With the person playing, that's mm-hmm. not bad. That's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Uh, so why why did you want to create? Christian themed tabletop games to begin with. Like, I understand why you liked, you know, Apples to Apples and Cards Against Humanity and that translated to Sunday School Answers, but why keep making games? Like, what's your, what's your, what's your motivation to make Christian themed or at least family friendly card oh, games, tabletop games? I've, I've always been in love with the, the line between, you know, cornball, um, you know, like cringy corniness on one side, and then you have like the the easy the easy you know body humor joke uh, <laughs> on the other side, and then you know there's that line in the middle that I, I really think that like the Lord has given me uh, full access to the line in the middle. <laughs> uh, you know, he he has taught me to be careful with my words, especially when you're putting them on cards. Um, and, you know, just to, you know, go, go weirder, don't go wronger, Mm. um, when it, when it comes to humor, um, you know, there's a, there's a million ways to offend people and everybody's in a different place humor wise, uh, (laughs) which is why if you go, you know, you go weird or you have fun with a certain word. Like, I, I know my last iteration, the last Sunday school answers, um, I had the word Biden's hands. Um, <laughs> and that, that word just cracked me up. Like, like um, you, know, you know, you could use that in any one of our, I'm trying to think of one of my cards where that would just be funny. But I was like, I was using the word Biden's hands in all the cards. And I was just like, I was laughing and cracking up. Like, um, so a lot of it is just having fun with like weird words, weird references, but not too weird that like it alienates your audience. Seeing how close you can get to heretical without crossing that line. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, All right. Well, we're 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 running short of time, so let me let me move on to my last little section here. Uh, I think we've proven you're pretty creative, uh, but there is another facet to you. You're also an author. You've written two uh, sci-fi fantasy books series, uh, a series called "The Boy and His Curse." Is the series called "The Boy and His Curse," or is it "Artists and Uh, Earthians"? So the artist in Earthians is kind of like my dream of my my mini universe. Okay, that's like your um, and, and the books the, within it are the Mordangaverse. Like yeah. <laughs> okay, so tell tell us about those books. I know. I mean, I know they're uh, they've been around for a few years now. Uh, I think yeah. I remember your first book actually was a sponsor for our podcast uh, three years ago. Yeah, <laughs> for yeah. a short time. Um, yeah, is there refunds on that? Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't make your investment back. <laughs> let let me tell you, um, there are so many writers out there, and Amazon has made it so easy. You just upload now. Oh yeah, every absolutely. Book, every book gets approved. 
and everyone, everyone in their mind, including us, including myself, thinks that they have the next Harry Potter or the next. Uh, oh yeah, me too, man. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, we all think that we wrote something that Warner Brothers is going to call us and say, you know, it, it's going to be uh, a movie. Uh, we, you know. You you basically wrote us a golden script, thank you, and you know, <laughs> and and it should be like that because in our in our brains, you know, we play it out as a movie, and we had a lot of fun writing it, and and then um, the sobering humility is the fact that um, it takes so much money, so much time, and so much brains to. <laughs> get the book recognized and actually liked by people. Yeah. Yeah. It's a full-time job marketing. It really is. Yeah. yeah. You're not wrong I about say, that. Yeah. I see writing it was the easy part. <laughs> Getting people to care about it was the hard part. So. But was it satisfying at least getting the story on paper? Because like I, like I said, uh, I, I hinted I'm in that same boat. I've had a story in my head for since high school. Uh, yeah. And it's been refined over time, and I finally finished like book one of what's supposed to be a three book thing uh, a year and a half ago, and mm-hmm. it was just so cathartic to actually finally get it in book form. You know, have the whole story completed, just the still the, just the one volume, and to be able to read it myself. But I know of maybe three people that have read the whole thing <laughs> besides Right. <me. laughs> right. Uh, well, I mean, was it, yeah. at least, was it at least satisfying to get a story out? <laughs> you know, you, the good thing about being a Christian author is, is saying, at least Jesus is going to pick up this book when I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus has plenty of time to read, right? Yeah, it's like... It's, at least the Lord was, you know, polite enough to read it, I guess. I mean, um, and, you know, I guess that gives me a little hope, you know, because, um, um, yeah, it feels so good getting it out. It's like, you know, it's it's your baby. It's your masterpiece. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's why it's so hard why, you know, when, when people read it and they don't like it, um, or, you know, they, they say, oh man, that all your, all your sentences are awkward or your cover art looks like a ripoff. And, um, I, I actually listened to this podcast called 372 pages. We can't get back. Mm. Um, it's about these two guys, Mike Nelson and Connor Lestoka. And what they do is they take a book that they know they're not going to like, they read the book and they just they just jab at it like it's it's a reverse good book club, and uh, the guys are hilarious. But you like I I have no doubt about it that my book would probably be fodder for them. And <laughs> um, and the, you know, that's the sad thing is uh, one is I I love my book I and I at least know. Like it's it's weird. My book is loved by a lot of moms. Like I was trying to reach their kids, but their moms actually really like it. Um, and so it's like I at least know that like at least five moms are really into my book. So. <laughs> There's something comforting about that. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Yeah, 
starting to take a little bit of offense to this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) No, honestly, seriously, every, every project that I, that I've ever done, especially like music projects and stuff, Mm -hmm. if my mother-in-law loves it, I don't care who else likes it. Like as long as my right. mother-in-law loves it, I'm good. <laughs> something about that. Yeah. Something about other moms, moms that are not your mom, because your mom has to love everything. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. And I I know that we 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 put down our books a lot, and um, <laughs> I don't I don't really think that you or I wrote a horrible book. I have yet to read your book and I'm sorry, I haven't read it. I should be more. I've only read read your first one. I haven't read the second one yet. (laughs) You are 50% ahead of me. Um, The the thing is, the thing is the market is just so jam packed. Yeah. It's oversaturated, Um, especially with indie, indie writers. Yeah. Yeah. And you really, you really have to like, that's why I like I like I'm the same as you. I've been writing this book since I was in high school, and it's it's just been a, a pet project of mine. And then I said, "Shoot, you know, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to get it professionally edited, and you know, it's I'm going to make it as cute and as fun and as great as I have it in my head to the best of my ability." And you know, it's it's out there, and just like you, I have no regrets. And, um, if you're, if you're ever bored and you have Kindle unlimited, you can read my book. Um, though the casual reader only gets to like 22 pages on the Kindle unlimited. And then they said, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> so, <laughs> not, and, I, and I don't even think it's, it's like I did a bad job. I think I, that's the greatest book ever written, but, um, I, I enjoyed it. I'll put it that way. And yeah. I don't like fantasy books all that much. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed it. So that's, okay. that's a big compliment. So, Mike, there's campus ministry and improv comedy and podcasts and tabletop games and fiction writing. Can you tell us what what's next for Michael Mordena? Well, I am really trying to get people. Um, I'm trying to make my passions more of a two-player game which is fits right in my alley with uh, Storytime Improv. And anyone listening here, if you're in the 20s and, uh, you know, you've, you've wanted to be given a chance or at least sit in on what a, an improv practice is like, um, you know, you're more than welcome to go on our Campus 180 Discord and, you know, sit through one of our of our lessons and, you know, see what we're all about because, um, I think the gift of comedy improv is a gift that should be given. And, uh, you know, the comedy improv people are very elite. Um, and that, you know, they only, they only want the best. They want people who were born with the talent. And um, I was raised in improv where you could be taught how to be good and taught how to be sharper. So I... I never take the excuse, the, oh, I could never do that. Yes, you could do that, and I could teach you. <laughs> so, um, and of course, uh, you know, things like Sunday School Answers, giving it away to Love Thy Nerd is um, always a great thing to do. So if I, if I make any other games and I make $20 off of them, I'll be sure to give them to you. 
Um, <laughs> Perfect. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, is there any other like social media or anything you'd like to throw out for people to connect with you with, or you just want to throw out that Discord? Uh, I, I want everyone on our podcast. So there's a Campus 180 podcast network. Um, it's called Campus 180 Radio. Um, the the one is O N E, and the eight zero is all like one word. So O N E eight zero. Um, it's you know we have devotions on there. We have people talking about Bible history. We have we have me talking about bottom shelf dreams. We have our improv episode. We have this girl named. Um, Abby, who every time she talks, she gets like 30 to 50 listeners and I don't know what she does, but she's amazing <laughs> and I'm so jealous. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's kind of like the check of all trades radio Yeah. and, you know, and I, I'm probably like talking about, you know, competition with you right now, trying, I'm coaching, <laughs> no, coaching all your listeners. Fine. Absolutely yeah. fine. Um, yeah. So I'm going to say something to you that uh, mm -hmm. I hope you find encouraging. Bo yeah. Both of us are very similar in that we have very creative spirits, and we've mm -hmm. we've we've tr tried to launch a uh, hundred different projects in our lifetime so far, and probably will continue the rest of our lives. And none of them have been fantastically successful. But mm -hmm. I, I think that the, the romantic in me anyway here thinks that the, the fact that we have such creative spirits and I, you know, Mo's in on this well, because she, you know, she's been making games with us as well. She's, she's, she's working on the new Christmas expansion, which I'm super excited oh. about uh, for uh -huh. this. And she's nervous about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we have, we have the imprint of God in us essentially, you know, God uh -huh. is, God is a creator and, uh, also God is flipping hilarious. Mm -hmm. And I don't think enough people, yeah. <laughs> enough people recognize that, but I, right. I, I'm, you know, when you handed us Sunday school answers, you know, you made the joke about how we can't make any money, but I, I pretty much leveled with you right away is, we're not going to mark this up to make money. You know, we're going to, we're going to sell it for as low as, as uh, the game crafter will allow us to sell. And so I think on the main game, we make 87 cents and on the small expansion packs, we make 27 cents because I don't really care if I right. get super popular, make a whole bunch of money. If there's a handful of people out there who get this and are excited by it and play it and love it, the way that I love it, the way that, you know, the stuff that you make that you love, uh -huh. then it's worth it. It's worth it to me because we put that little bit of good into the, the Christian community or into the world that uh, made people smile, made people less uh, focused on their worries and anxieties and depression and all that. We took them out of that for a second and then just let them experience the joy uh, that our God gives us. Right. And so even if you, you never have anything that takes off and makes you a million dollars, you are an invaluable spirit. You really are. And well, that, I, yeah. I'm, I'm inspired by you, honestly. And I have been since we met. And uh, I'm proud to know you. I really am. Aww. Well, that is an amazing and encouraging thing to hear. 
And as always, I'm always trying to get, I'm tr- always trying to rope you into a project, a game, dun, dun, a movie, dun. something. Yeah. So, uh, you know, feel, feel free to hit me up with any bad idea. No bad idea gets rejected. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Thank you so much for coming on our show and talking with us. Yes. Yes. And, yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I love, love thy nerd and I love, uh, back row community. Uh, I feel like you have like what 10,000 people now who are it's, in that community. It's close. It's oh, 8.7 8. and we're, we're feeling it's the burn. Many. It's so it's much work many. now to police That's this group. Crazy. <laughs> it we is crazy though. Yeah. that's the thing do you know how many projects we could fund if they would just pay us one dollar a piece that's like like come on one dollar a month for everybody in there that's eight thousand seven hundred dollars a month good grief (laughs) we'd be making so many projects for real i know right (laughs) i'm gonna push it I'm going to push it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Mike, thank you again so much. Uh, we uh, we will continue to follow your progress for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, might even have to order some of those games now that you've explained them to us. Because yeah, I want Charity Case for fantastic. sure. Song of Wrongs makes me makes me really really excited now so uh, (laughs) (laughs) but uh thank you again you have a fantastic morning and we'll catch up with you again soon all right great happy easter all right we're gonna take one more break don't go anywhere because when we come back we'll share something that we love more background morning show to come stick around my nerds we here at love thy nerd are beyond honored that you let our podcast blast in your earbuds each week but we're also a jealous ministry who wants even more of your love and devotion if you haven't made ltn radio a part of your daily routine yet you are missing out not only do you get to hear our exclusive morning shows church nerds and the macro morning show before they are put on the website but you also get radio exclusive shows like bible thump with drew dixon ltn rewind faith and fandom 180 with hector mirai the moment with megan mo oaks nerd history nerdy definitions this week in nerdy news and our ltn specials as well and on top Top of all that, the rest of our airtime is jam-packed with the absolute best mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie that is hand-curated by Love Thy Nerd just for you. Give us a listen at ltnonair.com or download the Live 365 app on your smartphone to search and favorite LTN Radio. Thanks, and enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show as things are winding down for the day. But first, we're going to share some things that we love this week. My thing is Verb Energy Bars. I've never heard of them. They're tiny little verb, tiny little verb bars, (laughs) tiny little bars um, that have 90 calories, but as much caffeine in them as an entire shot of espresso. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. I could use one right now. (laughs) 
And they have tons of flavors. They're delicious. How have I never heard of it? Where are you getting them? Delicious. So, you know, those whole like Instagram influencers who you go and you follow and yeah. (laughs) So you're ordering them offline from an Instagram influencer. I'm using their code to get them for cheaper. (laughs) It's a scam, Mo. It's not a scam. It's a scam. No. So it's, you know, you, you remember the Duggars? Yeah. Okay. You remember the Bates? Maybe. The Bates are the better family of 19 kids that are out of Tennessee that aren't as wacky. Okay. Some of the Duggars are really awesome, but most of the Duggars are a little cuckoo. (laughs) Whereas the Bates are all pretty much amazing. So... Keep going. So it's one of their, one of the daughters from Bringing Up Bates who okay. talks okay. about verb energy bars all the time. And okay. I was like, hey, if she likes them. I must like them. Of course. <laughs> and I do. I don't know why this I brought this to my attention uh, or to my mind again, but I remember a couple weeks ago in our Discord, uh, one of the people that we play Among Us with said that every time that she sees your picture... She thinks you're Candace Cameron Bure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did that make you happy? It did. Yeah. Okay. Of course it did. <laughs> well, why wouldn't it? <laughs> so that's that's one of the that's the first person I remember you ever saying that you kind of like just followed like yeah. <laughs> like obsessed. Well, with. and then and she commented to me. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Uh huh. Yeah. She's actually commented me commented to me three times <laughs> in in all of my following. Y'all do her. look very similar. Yeah. yeah. I get it. All right. Here's the thing that I love. Uh, Justice League, specifically Zack Snyder's Justice League, specifically Zack Snyder's four hour long Justice League. It's fantastic. Like I, I'm, I, I, I'm very forgiving with movies, okay. uh, especially yeah. movies and genres that I like with superhero stuff. Like Batman versus Superman, the original theater cut wasn't fantastic. A lot of people hated it, but I found all the good stuff. I'm like, yeah, this is cool. This is cool. This has never happened before. That's dope. That's dope. Uh, but then I got like the ultimate trailer or the ultimate version, which was basically the Zack Snyder cut of that, where they put all the stuff that the studio made him cut out back in. And that made the movie make a lot more sense. And like, okay, this is great. But it was also like three hours. Uh, and then we, <laughs> then we got the Snyder cut of Justice League. And I, I, I was all right with the original version of Justice League. Uh, a lot of the things that people didn't like, I, you know, it, it kind of, I forgave. But this movie is so dang good. Have you had a chance to watch it yet? Mm-mm, no. It's so good. The fact that it's four hours does, does not bother me whatsoever. Because you dig into each character. There's so much that wasn't in the original uh, release. Um there's an enti- you know the entire story of Cyborg is in this that was almost completely cut from the original movie, and it's almost the central focus of Zack Snyder's movie. Like, how could you even cut this from the original one? Like, this is the story, and yet they did. And so I completely see now how superior the original iteration of this was going to be before they handed it off to Joss Whedon because uh, Zack Snyder had to step down because his daughter his daughter committed suicide hmm. and so he he removed himself from the project about halfway through okay uh 
and Josh Whedon tried to make it a little more Marvel, you know, mm-hmm. a little more funny, a little more colorful, and uh, people didn't dig it. People didn't dig it, and that was kind of the start of the downfall of the original version here of the DCEU, uh, the extended universe movies. And uh, now I'm kind of mad because this was setting this Zack Snyder's movie was setting up for two more parts for this Justice League thing. Like mm-hmm. everyone was like, why are we rushing to put all these superheroes together when many of them haven't even had their origin movies yet? That's because, well, this was supposed to be like the start of a story. And then we'd have some origin movies in between and then we'd have the second part of the Justice League story and then some more movies. And then the third big finale part, like it was supposed to be a big overarching thing. And now I'm sad we're not going to get those other two. But uh, this movie's great. If you've been worried about seeing it, don't worry about it. And if you think it's too long, it's okay. It's broken up into like six 45-minute segments. So you can totally watch it like it's a series instead. That's fair. That's good. Yeah. All right. Let's end with our verse for the day. Verse for the day is First Peter 2.24. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree. That we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. And that's going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. We've got amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you'd like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, specifically with LTN Radio, then please visit lovethynerd.com slash partner, and you can find LTN Radio in the drop-down menu. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax-deductible. Make sure you're following us on all the socials at at the back row LTN, at LTN on air, and at Love Thy Nerd. And the Back Row Morning Show has its own Facebook group community for Christian humor, Back Row Baptist Church, so search us out and join in on the fun. Lastly, remember that we air first exclusively on LTN Radio, LTNOnAir.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, find the Back Row Morning Show podcast version on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc., Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. All of that helps us out immensely. And join us tomorrow morning for Back Row Rewind as Matt and I discuss something. Something. It'll be fun. Whatever it is. We haven't picked it yet, but it'll be good. Mo, final thought. (laughs) I have no thoughts. My brain is empty. (laughs) Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise that it is true. Jesus loves you, nerd.